Hey everybody, it's the Monday Modcast. Ooh, my hair looks a little crazy today, y'all. It is the last Modcast of the year. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hope everybody is doing great. I am very excited. I have a very special guest. Some of you guys may have met her before. Some of you might know her. It's my mom. Hey. Hi, Nyjah. Hi, Leah. Hi, Alex. Hey, everybody. Hey, Ronisha. Super excited. You know, Alex, it's the last Modcast of the year. So I was feeling very festive. It's also Ben Williams' show after this, which I'm the host of, the virtual host of, and that's coming next. So, you know, I was like, let me get living room ready for this. Hi, Timothy. Hey, Ice. Hey, Nigeria. You're up late. Um, I'm just going to put in what we're doing here. I don't see my mom yet. Hi, Jade. I miss you. Um, let's just, you know... This is my mom's uh, IG Live debut. Um, LOL Philly. <laughs> this is, yeah, the, hi Emma. This is my mom's first Instagram Live. So um, let's, let's um, you know, we did a, uh, a walkthrough. Oh, I see her mom. I'm requesting you now. Do you see that mom? I requested you. I'm waiting for you. Hey, Anissa. Mom, Anissa came. Everybody came. Latifah. Hey, look at my mom. On Instagram Live. Hello, everybody. Give a round of applause for joining Instagram Live properly. Hello. Hello. It's my first. How are you doing, Mom? I'm fantastic. I'm really excited and I'm very, very touched that you have me on. Well, thank you very much for being my last guest of 2020. I thought that it would be really cool to end the year with you because well you've known me the longest of anybody in the world <laughs> and and joy is something that i feel like has always been a part of my life even when we had hard times and so i felt like this is a great um just a great way to end the year and begin the year you know, to give people tips and things to think about moving forward. Um, so, Mom, I... Something that... Oh. I feel like has always been a part Something of is coming through my speaker. Hold on. That's really weird. This is a great... Um, just a, we must sorry. be channeling somebody else. Chloe... No, Chloe is connected to the Bluetooth speaker in my living room and must be watching it from her apartment. And that is why we heard it coming through. If everybody, if you didn't know, um, Chloe and I are neighbors and we live so close to each other that uh, we can clearly uh, toggle on each other's Bluetooth. Anyways, um, so mom, every, you yes. know, for the podcast, I try to wear something that is significant to my guests. So today I have on my Eiffel Tower earrings. Wow, nice. So everybody, my mom is from France. She's from Paris. Uh, I'm going to give you like a little bio, mom, and then you can tell people about yourself. So everybody, my mom is from France. She's from Paris. Um, <laughs> she has also lived, obviously, in Washington, D.C., where we are from. She is an educator. She has taught kids for years, young people, and definitely saved young people's lives through education and through care and through seeing kids who are oftentimes not seen. Um, and now she is a simultaneous interpreter from French to English and English to French. But my mom has also had a million jobs. She's been a documentary, a documentary filmmaker, an actress, a dancer, a producer of events, a film editor, a landscaper. Um, am I missing anything? A tutor, a French tutor, a waitress. Um, my mom a, hustles. She gets it done. A so, caretaker for a college student. Oh, yeah. She was a caretaker for a college student who was wheelchair in a wheelchair. She's done everything. Okay, y'all. She gets it done. So, mom, why don't, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your upbringing, France? How did you come to America? All that good stuff. Um, well, uh, let's see. I grew up 
mostly in Europe and also in Washington, D.C. Um, but I think my formative years um, was my adolescence in Paris and in the countryside around Paris because that's when I really dove into the arts full-fledged. Um, I was a dancer, trained in classic, but then I discovered modern dance at age 15 and that completely opened my eyes and excited me tremendously. And I had fabulous experiences. I got to do a special happening. We used to do happenings um, in the 60s, 70s, 70s. What's a happening? Uh, Is that like a party? <laughs> Uh, art happenings were kind of like the closest thing to today would be pop-up. Okay, okay. Uh, and uh, flash mobs, uh, you know, the, the sort of simult um, spontaneous, but with some planning kind of event mm -hmm. where it's a combination. So there was a, there's a very famous modern art, da a modern dancer called Meredith, Meredith Monk. And she had managed to get the Smithsonian Institution to open up their Museum of Natural History where there are all the big, huge dinosaur bones and skeletons mm -hmm. and a huge um, rendition of a mammoth elephant from um, thousands of years ago. And she had put together this, we used that whole space and we incorporated this dance and um, to do that. And I remember in order to do it, I had to miss three days of school. I was uh -huh. a junior in high school. And <laughs> that was my, I had a fight with my dad about it because he said, you're not missing school. And I said, I'm not missing this event. So, Is that why you used to let me miss school sometimes for dance events? Probably because I remember those things. I know how important they are and how important they mark you for life. And you can always make up schoolwork, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, kids, you know. Says the mother. Says the mother of three children who all went to Ivy League. Guys, just to clarify, she didn't let us slack. She saw the importance and made discernment and good decisions. <laughs> yes, you have to. I think um, this was. I, you have to have discipline and you have to have structure, but you have to know when you can um, ease up and open windows and mm -hmm. let new ideas in and out, so. That's I love that. So mom, for you, because for me growing up, even though, you know, we had some tumultuous times, <clears throat> I only remember being joyful. So my question is, when you were growing up, was it joyful? Was joy even like a concept for you? And if not, how did that change in like raising us and raising me? Um, that's, that's, I have to think on that. I mean, that's mm -hmm. a great question. Um, my memories of me as a child are having a pretty, I enjoyed retreating into my inner world mm -hmm. and sort of, um, and I think that's where I was, um, most at peace. Mm -hmm. Um, the outer world, um, I was fortunate to be exposed to a lot of countryside throughout France, and it's all beautiful. Um, so I had, that was very um, formative in the sense that very early on, I was exposed to things that are beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that are beautiful for all the senses. Taste, I mean, the food's amazing. Visually, it's a beautiful country. Mm -hmm. um, sounds, well, French music is not the best, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, know your strengths. Know your country's strengths. <laughs> um, dance and music, you know, it's not homegrown in France, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> except, except for a few, like, uh, solo singers and Composers like Michel Legrand, and of course Chopin was French, but he was Polish before he was French. So anyway. Mm. <laughs> uh, but all of the arts, and I was saying as a, as a teenager, um, I, I was reading voraciously French literature. And then I was mm. 
I knew American literature because of that one year I spent in America as I was junior in high school. And I was sharing that with my friends. And uh, we used to go to the Cinematheque, which was like um, uh, the AFI, American Film Institute mm -hmm. here. But it's been there forever. And you could, on weekends, go to see showings for one franc, which was like 20 cents. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days, hey. I mean, movies at that time were probably about $4 or something, but this was a, state, a government subsidized. Oh, oh, government subsidized. Nice. Yeah. And, you know, the, the films were phenomenal that, that, that they would show. They had saved all of the films from the 30s to the 40s, 50s, 60s, and they were showing amazing films. And my girlfriend and I used to go. Um, she was my partner in arts and crime. We... And I was, we were both small and we would kind of scoot down and it was always crowded and not everybody could get in. I have to say, yeah, we cut lines a few times. Guys, um, if, if you, <laughs> sorry. Oh, guys, by the way, my mom had me cut a line at 17. We didn't cut a line. We pushed to the front at a Pharrell concert. Remember that? Oh, I, well, that was once we were inside the venue. Yeah, well, that's what, once we were inside the venue, my mom was like, you are getting, we are going to the front. And I was like, oh my God, why is she so gangster? We're like pushing past her. <laughs> no, but we were like really gentle. We weren't nudging anybody. We were, no, no, but no. oh, you were determined. I don't remember that. Oh, I remember because we made it to the front row. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't want to like be a bad example here to all your students. No, you're a great example. Okay. So, you and know, people appreciate the honesty, Mom. Rules are good. Rules are good and rules are important. But sometimes you can, you know, do a little bit of um, <laughs> massaging. Fluidity. Massaging fluidity. <laughs> so, and then if you get pushed back, you know, then you say, okay, sorry. You, you know, you get back to where you're supposed to be. Exactly. Um, um, so, so you were saying, arts. okay, so as a child, you really retreated to self, and then yeah, you I, found joy in the arts as a teenager. I found, I found, uh, I found joy. I mean, Beth definitely had joy in dance. I, I mean, that was, that was the ultimate. And mm -hmm. that was within myself because it was me dancing. And, um, and then I found joy. Okay, let me. I found joy in the. I learned to appreciate the arts mm -hmm. and, um, and enjoy the arts. But I think that my joy comes from beauty. And from beauty, beauty? Yeah. Beauty does not mean, you know, the perfection and anything. Beauty is something you feel inside you when you hear it or see it or inhale it or and it's it it just makes you feel it makes me feel very joyful very alive very i think um i think it was asada who posted a picture of her in front of a big huge mural last week that yes quotes you know you know we have to remember we're spiritual beings having a human experience mm -hmm. and that was a quote that i learned when i was doing my kundalini yoga teaching class um, mm. and I always have kept that in mind and I'm bringing that up because I feel that when you see and when you experience beauty I think it's a, a convergence of our spiritual selves and our sentient sense oh I can't pronounce it sentient selves which is our our human selves mm. the, the ones sentient from feeling from the senses uh, mm -hmm. and I think that the convergence of the two it uh, sparks an amazing joy within and and also i think it's very tied into it's not beauty is also very tied into a sense of wonder mm. you know how children see everything for the first time and everything's wonderful uh -huh. i think that it's tied into a sense of wonder at just the pure joy of experiencing something that's just so wondrous and and it could be a tiny little thing like a little flower growing through a concrete what's crop. the last time you experienced that beauty i experienced it a lot 
Um, the last so tell time. us, tell us how you find that because, like, you know, we're in lockdown right now. Yeah. You can't do a lot. My mom also helps take care of my grandma, who's ninety-eight. So she, my mom can't be gallivanting around at every museum, etc. So how are you able to find the beauty, thus finding the joy for yourself? Okay, um, I love walking. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a walker. I'm not a runner. Oh, yeah. My mom is a walker. Yes. Walker. Chloe will. Yes. Walk, walk, walk. Yes. <laughs> I, I rarely, if I can, if I can walk, I won't drive. If there's any, you know, and the car will just sit there. So I'm back. By the way, mom, I, Chloe has become a walker. She'll never admit it, but she has become you slowly. I love She's it. like, I need to go take a walk. I'm like, okay, mommy. <laughs> she doesn't know that she becomes more and more like me. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're listening, Chloe. Sorry, but it was amazing. <laughs> uh, so when I take walks, I'm fortunate to live um, in a neighborhood with a lot of greenery and parks and so forth. And at any time, I do. sometimes I'll just notice, um, I'll start posting more pictures so people can see what I'm seeing. Yes. But <laughs> it could just be a little clump of leaves that are growing near, like those flowers pushing through that fence that I posted the other day. Mm -hmm. It just strikes me. And I just, and I'm compelled to take a picture because it just strikes, not always take a picture, but often I try to mm -hmm. capture it. Um, because then when I look back at my pictures, it brings back that sense of joy and wonder. And um, um, I actually made a calendar for my mom for Christmas of my own photographs. Oh, you she didn't tell me that. With Aya, with Aya, because she's been telling me, you should, you take beautiful pictures. You should take a book. Aya is the great encourager. Yeah. <laughs> And so I made a calendar for her with some of my. Did she nice, like it? She loved it. She loves it. She loves it. Well, do you think that you get that from Aya? Because I remember growing up, we would like pick up, we would go get leaves. Remember we would do dry leaves and we would have a book and they would like, we would flatten them in the book and then write the name of the leaf under it. And then Aya does her little leaf and flower cards that she photocopies. Oh, yeah. Do you think you got that from Aya? I think I got part of it from her, and I think a lot of that she developed later in life also, mm -hmm. or had the time to explore those things later. Gotcha. Um, so back to, though there were some things I wanted to um, touch upon in terms of beauties, because I do want to be able to explain and share what that means. Um, I mean, I thought you explained it well. But it's not always visual. So, you know, sometimes seeing an act of kindness or mm. seeing, seeing something where, especially if it, where somebody feels joy and you can see it or they're happy and there's beauty in that, beauty and wonder. Um, music does that to me. Oh, my gosh. Music. Um, Guys, growing up, my mom blasted Maxi Priest. What else can I put in the chat? I am a Sade fan because of my mom. Remember, oh my God, my mom used to gas my head up when I was little because my hair was really long. And if I got it straight, she'd be like, you look like Sade. So I would go to school and tell people that I looked like Sade. <laughs> you did look like Sade. I did not look like Sade. No. I wish. I have a picture of you looking just, well, I have a picture of you looking a lot like Shade. Chloe said you used to blast Shaba Ranks too. So anybody oh, yeah. who knows our love for dance hall, you Shaba, can thank Shaba. <laughs> our mom because she <laughs> loves Shaba Ranks and Shade. And I remember my mom would go, I remember she went to see Shade perform. And I remember you came back and you were like, and she was barefoot and she was just like floating across the stage. I can't believe I remember this. You went I to can't Wolf Trap. Wow. I remember these things very well, Mom. It's kind of crazy. I felt she was, I felt we, she, we, she was trying, I was, I felt I was she. Like, I could yes, feel. Yes, she was thought she was like your kindred spirit. spirit in that moment. Yeah, very much. So, Mom, I have a question for you. So, I, so then, you know, you have three children. Woohoo, so joyful. <laughs> Since this is the modcast, and Chloe can interview you one day and have her have you yeah. talk about her. 
Um, people often ask me, mom, like, I get DMs sometimes, like, is that fake? Are you really this happy? Like, is this just for Instagram? Blah, 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 blah. And I say, no, it's real. Like, I've always been like this. Like, as, as far back as I can remember, I've always felt happy. So can you talk to that? Because you had me as a child. I also was three weeks late. So my mom carried me <laughs> extra long. And my mom got fired while she was pregnant with me from her job. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I was working. That's another job I had um, in an Yves Saint Laurent boutique. And uh, anyway, the manager who was a very young, beautiful woman, I don't know why, but she decided she needed to put me on night shifts. And I said, I cannot do night shifts. And so when I came into work the next week, I saw I had been completely written off the schedule. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> but I was about a week, maybe two weeks before you were born. And guess, guess who got to collect unemployment for a little while? Hello. Hello. So it was all meant to be. <laughs> It was all meant to be. Um, uh, what was the question? Oh, so I was, and also, Mom, I was born with a midwife, right? Yes. So can yes. you talk about that? What was that choice? Because that, that was That's, very much ahead of its time, I feel like. I wanted to have a midwife and not, I wasn't really quite ready to have an at-home birth, even though the idea appealed to me. But, you know, medically and for safety, I mean, it's a little silly. So... But I wanted a midwife. Oh, I know why. The, the obstetrician who delivered Chloe and Thaddeus, Tadeo, was um, uh, retired. Ah. So, so I, I decided instead of getting a new doctor, uh, I wanted to get a midwife. That's so cool. And then, so since I was three weeks late, what did that mean for you? at that time um because like my friend right now is pregnant and she's going into like a little bit over and they're like we're gonna have to induce and i told her i said my mom waited like three weeks but i don't know if they let you do that anymore <laughs> i was lucky because um they didn't induce as readily back then as they do now and so um that that gave me leeway they were going to induce me the day after you were born actually so you came right on time so basically this is why i procrastinate in life <laughs> <laughs> that would be why that would be why that's yeah. hilarious and how much did i weigh nine four Oh, wow. Nine, five, I forgot. Nine, four. That's, that's a big baby. And so, Mom, I remember yeah. one thing when I was a child, and I, it was like I was little, and I would just like, it was called like naked time. And I just, real, I just ran around the house naked. And I would like to say, what I remember as a child, and I kind of talked about this in my TEDx talk last month, is that all the absurd ideas and things that I wanted to do, you never said no. But I wasn't like disrespectful or rude. So how do you find that balance as a parent to allow your child to be joyful, but not have them be like little spoiled brats? Huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you let, you let kids explore their fantasies if it's not going to hurt anything or anyone or but then you kind of offer alternatives if they have ideas that aren't the best. Like you had one, you, you went through a period of, I have an idea. And you were like, I have an idea. I'm going to feed my apple juice to all the plants. And, and <laughs> I was like, I had to talk you out of that one. Um, there were moments, we had moments, if you recall, where I had to come down pretty hard. Yes. Um, <laughs> So the most important thing to me was maintaining trust mm -hmm. um, with you guys. And um, me and, and Chloe we, have only lied to our mother once in our lives. <laughs> and I'm not never sure again. At least um, 
Yeah. <laughs> years ago, guys, years ago. Never again. Yeah. I think trust is important, but how do you feel like you, as, I, as a child, I can kind of assess it, how I think it was effective, but as a parent approaching it, because we have a lot of parents on here, how do you feel like you were able to create that trust back and forth? I think one way is to um, let children know that um, if the truth they have to tell is not to the parents' liking, that you can kind of talk it out rather than be angry about it. And, mm. uh, and I think if you explain ahead of times why you want things to go one way or the other, that's helpful. I think it's really important to let your kids know that 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 inner voice that we each have inside of us is really important. And it helps kids know, it helps to push back peer pressure and those things because if you follow, if that little inner voice pops up, a little red flag, you know, to um, encourage you to, to listen to it or to share with your parents if there's mm -hmm. a conflict there. Um, I don't know. I think I was fairly strict i did chloe huh no chloe just said something uh, you said you feel like I, you were fairly strict i don't know i wouldn't say I strict I, okay i don't think i was strict i think i had guidelines um uh, it was kind of understood and something that we used to do if you remember if i felt things were getting out of hand and i was losing the control that i wanted to have over the directions you were taking and how things were going. It could be something as simple as the chores not being done, or it could be like maybe somebody's like taking a little bit too much freedom here or whatever. We used to call family meetings pretty regularly. Well, it's funny because Lenny, your favorite new friend, Lenny mom, just asked yes. what's a parenting tip. Sorry, what's a parenting tip? So Lenny, family meetings. So talk about, I remember these family meetings, mom. Tell us, talk about them. They were pretty democratically run. So it wasn't like me, the parent, running the show. But I would, since I was calling the meeting, I mean, I don't think you kids ever call the meeting. But, you know, because <laughs> since I was calling the meeting, I got to put out there what was concerning me and why I was calling it. And then everybody had a chance to talk about it and so forth and to give their two cents and to explain why. And we found solutions and ways that we could maybe work things out differently where everybody would be um, more comfortable. Chloe said, also, we got our phones taken away. <laughs> the phone cord and the TV. Oh, Yo, if I was bad. I was I, gonna, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, time out. This is, we're not talking cell phones, people. We're talking landlines. <laughs> Landline. Our mom would come and take that cord. <laughs> And wrap it up. And then I remember once I was in trouble, my favorite TV show was Sister, Sister. Remember that show, Mom? And she was like, you are not allowed to watch TV, blah, 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 blah. I said, okay, fine. But I got home before my mom from, before she got home from work. And I was like watching the TV. And I was watching the TV like really close so I could just like turn it off when she came because the remote didn't work. So I heard her coming in. I turn it off. I go pretend that, like I'm reading that. a book. My mom's like, did you watch TV? I was like, no. She went and touched the back of the TV, y'all. It was hot. And she knew I was lying. <laughs> y'all, I, I was in trouble again. I was in trouble. There was no remote. We had to pull out TV with the thing. And then she, yep. Alex, she knew the TV was hot. Grounded again. Again. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's funny to remember. The hot TV trick was a great um, uh, trick um, to remember. I do wanna... Oh, guys, my mom yeah. came to the podcast today about... with notes. <laughs> Tell yeah, us about your wanna... notes. Yeah, notes. So, guys, just so you guys know, my mom is highly intelligent. She basically can answer any question you want to know. I learned the word procrastinate when I was like six or seven. 
um, because I didn't like to go to bed. So they made me look up the word procrastinate. So I knew that word when I was like <laughs> an infant child procrastinating. We used to have encyclopedias at the house. <laughs> oh, Lenny Smart have Guy was the bomb. Of, we did well, have a set of we did have a set of world books, man. We had a set yeah. of world books. We sure did. Um, so my mom brought her own notes to the modcast because I guess she can take such authority because she did birth me. So uh, what are your notes, mom? Well, what I was about to mention is that in talking about joy. Oh, excuse I me, mom. mom somebody said, mom, I thought you said you only lied one time. <laughs> I know. I, I, I was only... thinking the same thing. No, I only lied one big time, got in major trouble. Those little, no, I didn't watch TV. That, that is a lie, but it wasn't like of much consequence. <laughs> Go ahead, mom. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I didn't want to call you out, but I was thinking. She said, um, she said, I'm busted. <laughs> you're busted. Um, yeah, something I wanted to talk about also, because I've been watching your, your modcasts and listening to people talk about joy, but I also want to recognize that, um, and I know you ask people, well, when you're feeling down, or what do you tell somebody when they're feeling down? I do want to say, and I have this in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Daria for the glasses. Thank you, Daria. They're really cool. Thank you. Very nice. Um, I wanted to say that um, joy is kind of like, it can be the other side of grief or the other side of loss. And that when you experience loss or grief, um, the small things in life that can bring you joy help you um, help you get through it or help you live with it. Um, even if it's a little bit, uh, wistful or nostalgic or sad, it's still, it's all those little things. It's all the, um, the, the sense of wonder you can still get from something or a perfume or aroma that takes you back to a beautiful memory. And, I think that um, that oftentimes even getting through grief, remembering the beautiful aspects of whatever it is that you lost, if you if you if you dwell on that, it helps you um, it helps you move through it. It becomes it it so you're able to maintain what you lost. Mm. Um, the happiness of it or the goodness of it and it enriches you moving forward but i do believe that um um it's not always easy to be joyful and but that but that finding those things that do make you happy such as for me it's it's in nature it's in the arts it's in poetry i love poetry um, Mary Oliver, Mary Oliver, I love her. She's a poet. Um, uh, writes a lot about nature and, and simple things, relationships. She has, like, she has one poem, I, I think it's called Summer Day or something, and her last line, she's talking about the grasshoppers and the grass, but I mean, it's beautifully done. Mm -hmm. I think her last line, it's become a famous last line, I think. It's, tell me, what are you doing with your one and only with your one and only precious life or precious wildlife, you know, like, what are you doing with yourself? So things like that, you know, like bring you back into the present and mm. um, help you help you transcend the, even the sadness or the grief or the difficulties. And it helps you um, maintain that, that link with, with joy. It's interesting because I was just, I, I shared it on my Instagram. I don't know if you saw it. It was like the older Indian man and he was talking about joy and he was basically saying that joy is presence, is being present and that because everything else is a memory. And so he was saying like, you know, you could have all these nice fancy things and then God forbid you get in a car accident, you lose your memory. You don't know what car is yours anymore. All you have is that moment to be present. 
and that is where you find joy is it it, it is in presence which is really interesting because he was like everything else is a memory so it's about and that is also i think about why joy is constantly having to be created and worked on because if not it, it's like life it too is fleeting you know what i mean yeah it's sad guru exactly what is it his name is sad guru i'll i'll send it to you mom i think he popped up on my youtube the other day like randomly he has a really long beard <laughs> The internet right? to be listening, mom. You probably said something. I'm telling like, you. I'm like, I'm like, where did he get come from? You know, there was a no, like I, this one talk by, and he he only talked like three minutes, and I was, I clicked to keep watching, but it was then an ad came on or the next YouTube thing came on. It wouldn't uh -huh. let me see more, but I did. No, he's a, like, he's great because I feel like he's like really to the point, and it is very thought thought provoking, Alex. And I was like, wow. Because I was thinking about that, and I think it is the, like, how am I constantly creating this joy? But I like that my mom, like, called it beauty, too, because, and the idea of beauty, not something being pretty, but something coming together and making you feel some type of way. Yeah, I think um, it's that sense of wonder also. Like, it's when you see something or smell something or eat something, and it's just so amazing and it just strikes you it's that sense of wonder and it just mm -hmm. transcends it, it pulls you out of the quagmire of all the negativity that might be surrounding you or that might be trying to pull you down um and so do you feel like cell phones like how do you do you feel like disconnecting is important to be able to do that disconnecting to do what to like disconnecting from our phones to be able to look because it's interesting i remember like a few years ago we were talking about speaking children speaking because i didn't speak till i was how old mom i was old uh, three and some yeah like yeah my mom my mom was actually possibly three, concerned three. that i was having like um maybe I was going to have special needs or have, you know, like maybe a speech. Years old. What'd you say, mom? About three. Right. Because and you didn't need, to, you didn't need to, you didn't need to talk. I mean, we, we, you had, I mean, you just kind of wandered around doing what you wanted. Oh, by the way, about being joyful, you wanted me to corroborate that? Yes. This is like, I have to admit, I lost Maude twice, okay. <laughs> which is why she said she ended up on that neon leash at some point. <laughs> but anyway, uh, one time we were in a department store and we were all together and all of a sudden, where's Maude? And, and she was probably three. Where's Maude? Where's Maude? Like, I thought you were watching her. I thought you were watching her. <laughs> So we go to the lost and found or whatever. I mean, we go to where they send us. And there she is sitting on this woman's lap in the customer service. You know, three years old, just having a cute little happy moment with this woman. And she sees us and she smiles at us and keeps talking to this woman with <laughs> smiles and laughter. Like, like she was totally comfortable. And then another time we were at Virginia Beach on the 4th of July weekend where there's like a million people on the beach. And Maude's playing at water's edge and we're near the water's edge and you know, she's right in front of us and we're watching and all of a sudden Maude's not there. I don't know how you got that far away from us without us knowing that's parents. Y'all didn't care about me. <laughs> I don't know, sunstroke or whatever. Anyway, you know, um, you had guardian angels looking after you. Anyway, Maude had kept looking up and seeing the, our blue and white striped umbrella and thinking, oh, my parents are there, I'm good. But she kept kind of shifting. And um, anyway, she ended up lost. So she walked up to one of the lifeguards and says, I can't find my parents or whatever. So, you know, they had this walkie-talkie thing and, you know, we, we found it. But she, so she climbed up with a lifeguard and was up there with him, happy and chatting, no tears, <laughs> no panic, like, like, telling her stories. I think she was about six. And uh, 
a little girl came, oh, I'm lost, I'm lost. And Maude was like, the lifeguard told me, she's, she calmed the little girl down and said, it's fine, you're going to have a good time. You come and join us. <laughs> I remember, what I remember being lost at that time was you and Chloe, like, Baywatch running towards Baywatch. me. Baywatch. Because yeah, I had gone, like, a whole lifeguard station away. I I didn't want to say that because it makes me look like a really bad parent. But yeah, you had. I mean, hey, I made it. I survived. I remember you and Chloe Baywatch running towards me looking concerned. And I'm like. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Maude was always a joyful baby. And uh, Chloe said now that I, Chloe said now I started talking at three and I haven't stopped since. <laughs> this is true. Oh, no, but that goes back to what I was saying, Mom. I remember you said that when I was a baby and all of us were babies, because there was no cell phones at the time, you know, you would talk to us like full conversation uh, in yeah, the grocery yeah. store, like as if you were talking to your to your friends, yes. like okay. talk in to terms me like of an adult. In terms of parenting and cell phones and in terms of kids and cell phones and all of that. Okay. Thank God you were born before that. But anyway, um, um, well, that's really I nice to the parents who have kids. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying for me, like oh. thought I didn't have to deal with it, but I did watch the progression of it as it slowly became an issue. Okay. If you're out with your kids, you do not need to be on the phone, just chatting away with your girlfriends or whatever, or like unimportant chatter. Okay. Oops. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to be like lecture. No, mom, keep it real. It's the podcast. You can keep it real. Keep it 100. <laughs> but, you know, when you're out with your child, be with the when you are with your child, be with your child. You know, it's okay to have one or two to have some conversations, of course, but um and you, you mean texting and on the child. phone. You need to pardon? You I said to clarify, you mean like texting and on the phone. Yeah on the cell phone while you're out grocery shopping. No, because that child, even that young child of two or three or four, you need to tell them what the names of the fruits are and, and engage them and, you know, ask them the colors and, and what do you think? Do you like this one? Do you like, I mean, you need to be talking to them because what's going to happen when parents are doing that to their kids, their kids are going to very quickly learn to live their own lives without you as parents. Mm. And they will not, You'll be like, what happened to my kid? They don't love me. They don't talk to me. Well, because, you know, you ignored them. Um, also, well, well, Lenny, there's your parenting tip. <laughs> also, I have a friend, because I didn't have to deal with this, who had uh, two, one, when he told me this, his children were about 11 and 13. And I've heard this elsewhere. I'm sure a lot of parents have heard this. When the kids go to bed, there is a bat, there is a basket that the, all the electronics have to go into it mm. or else or better yet what makes more sense is that there is a central um, charging station like in the living room or whatever and everybody's electronics all get plugged into those charging stations in the living room and you're going to bed you have nothing you have no laptop you have no cell phone and you have no uh, I loved that the central charging we learned the central that. charging is that brilliant. was brilliant yeah for all the parents listening central charging have one place in like the living room or family room something that's not the kid's bedroom where yeah. you have a surge protector and everything gets charged together yeah. so you know your kids aren't at, in the nighttime just doing whatever yeah because my friend just had them turn them in but this I, then i heard this charging thing recently on the radio somebody mentioned that and i thought no mom it was that it was that tap into the future it was at the cyber safety class oh wow okay yeah it wasn't the radio i knew it wasn't <laughs> yeah okay I, i've been listening to a lot of radio i listen to a lot of npr and the french radio and i've been hearing i've been learning this it's been do you wonderful. think mom do you think that french people like as a culture are more joyful than americans or what do you think is the difference culturally you know what i mean just with the approach of life because i feel like french people are so um like philosophical and cerebral and of course i'm generalizing and these are stereotypes but overall what do you feel you know what i mean the difference like when i am in france or paris i feel like everything's so beautiful and people do stop to look at the Seine or go to the museum whereas in america it is beautiful but people are just like on their phones do you find a difference well 
I think there's a, um, an appreciation. Well, there's definitely a different kind of appreciation for food, you know, like, <laughs> like croissants, so, like, um, in France and I think throughout the European union, uh, GMO products are, um, forbidden. Mm -hmm. So, so they're really serious about the quality of food. Um, and GMO, for anyone who, it's genetically modified. Uh, Is it organisms? Or I think it's organisms. organisms. But it's, it's fruits and vegetables and animals that have been, you know, genetically changed. And oftentimes that's not really a good, it's bad. It's mm -hmm. not good. Sometimes it can be good, but um, uh, I think they appreciate food better. They tend to, they, they definitely still have a culture where people are sitting around the dinner table more i mean lives mm. are changing i mean lives are changing i mean this is COVID. everybody's home for dinner. right 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 but on the on the regular um so they take more time for eating and for preparing food and for shopping for food and um um, there's a sense, maybe that's also where I get the sort of sense of some kind of beauty because they like things to look a certain way to be aesthetically pleasing. Like to... how Aya makes us take out the takeout food and put it on a real plate. <laughs> yeah, little things like that. <laughs> um, um, so I have a question for you, mom. This is a deep question. And I ask you this because when my friends are going through this now, which is crazy that I'm at an age where this is happening to some of my friends, but I always say, call my mom. She is a great resource for this. And the question is, is that after divorce, so which is like a big loss, society can view it as a failure, even though we know that's not what it is. After something like divorce, how do you rebuild and how do you find joy again in your own life as an individual, as a single person, and then single mom as well? I think every situation is different. Mm -hmm. um, every situation is different. But I felt that it was a lot about survival. But the satisfaction uh, that I got not the satisfaction, but being able to provide what I needed and to pay the bills and to make it work was rewarding in and of itself to see that I could do it. Um, it was, I don't want to get too candid, because, uh, but it was, um, it was, Difficult. I think I was working three jobs at some point, but it wasn't like three eight-hour jobs. You know, it was, you know, I was teaching and then um, I had a proofreading job that was on the side and um, um, waitressing. Waitressing. So, and me, we, and all three of us had jobs. Yeah. Mog had a job when she was 11. I was eight. Yeah, I quit when I was eleven. Oh, oh, oh excuse me. <laughs> you made me um, quit when I was eleven. <laughs> I wonder why. Anyway, maybe because you said yeah, I was, was getting. You said I was. I'm really again good parenting. I swept hair at a barber shop, and as soon as I got eleven, which is like you know puberty ish time, my mom was like, "All right, this is a weird space for you to be in, just around all these men." And the men are amazing there, and and we still love everybody at the barbershop they were amazing they helped us so much but then my mom was like it's just not like a really safe space mentally and stuff to be for a 11 year old girl so that's why but then i started working at the mall <laughs> yeah no but yeah so in terms of the post-divorce getting back to that um it was it was a chance for me to it was sort of liberating for me mm -hmm. because it was a chance for me 
to um, do what I thought was right for you guys. And, um, and provide the, the, the basic necessities, but also provide opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, so back to, I, back to a question you asked earlier, I think I provided structure, like discipline structure, but I also, and it goes back to trust, I provided some discipline and structure, but I also, as I saw you were able to, I would give you extra space. So I, I've used this term before. So your wings could spread until you could soar on your own. And I think that's the balance to look for. Um, oh, I did have, I did have my, no, you're not going to do that. <laughs> Chloe, I think, I think Chloe, when she started high school, I'm going to go for pom-poms or cheerleading. I said, you're not going to be cheerleading a group of guys. You're going to go out and do the sport yourself. Thank you. That, so yeah, that, that is definitely accurate. Uh, what my mom said, what our mom said to Chloe and, and look at it now, like imagine and, and no diss or anything to people who yeah, cheerleaders. No, 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 diss, no diss, but my mom was like, no. And imagine had Chloe done that, we probably wouldn't be in the space we are today as leaders. And my mom said the same thing to me when I was in middle school. I was like, mom, I'm going to be the basketball team manager. And my mom was like, no, you are not. She was like, you're going to play basketball. You're going to do something else. You're not going to sit around writing things scores down and getting the men the boys water like police <laughs> and again it's not to say anything wrong with it and certainly cheerleading and pom-poms today is like a whole different art form now i mean right again, it was just like yeah you know, <laughs> right so it's not i think that was just something i had ingrained in me and that was partly being coming from friends where you don't have that you know right you don't have cheerleaders I also think it probably came from a place of a woman just gaining her independence yeah. and like, why would I then put that on my daughter to kind of not do what I'm trying to do right now? Yeah, it was kind of, it was something Chloe wrote, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> mom, I, I think, mom, because we only have like five minutes left. I think we have to do a part two. Maybe we... Maybe you can be the modcast guest next week to kick off the new year. And then you can share some of the poetry and specific things that help you find joy now. That would be lovely. What advice do you that. have? What advice do you have for people going into the new year? For joy, to find joy if they're struggling a bit right now. Well, we just entered the age of Aquarius. Which is I don't even know what that of, means. <laughs> it's, it's the way the sky and the earth and the universe is moving. And so we just exited the age of what's construction. Um, Capricorn, I believe. It's like the material, like the solid man-made built world. And we're entering a world of sort of more ethereal ideas and um, feelings and so forth. And so... Um, I think to, to nurture that within yourself, um, and to not be afraid of going within and being quiet and seeing, um, and finding, trying to find that inner, that find thing. Well, to, to, even without to see what is it that's presenting you with wonder or, um, sometimes listening to different casts where people are exploring interesting ideas like npr has really good ones uh there's one called on being that i like a lot and um hidden brain has fantastic it's a podcast it has fantastic concepts and ideas and uh i didn't even and, know you listen to podcasts besides mine <laughs> uh well, actually, I listen to them on the radio on NPR, and then if I want to catch oh. up on the program, I want to catch up on it, I go back. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, sorry, Mod, but yeah. It's okay. Oh, my, people are requesting a part two, even a part three, and then somebody, two people have requested to I, for Aya to do the Modcast. 
If Aya does the podcast, you have to do it with her because you have to help her. I will be there to help her. Yes. I will do that. <laughs> yes. I will do that. Um, yes. So, Mom, going into the new year, how are you going to make sure that you are feeling joyful every day? What are the things that you are going to work on? I don't like to use the New Year's resolution idea because I think that everybody breaks their resolutions and it's ridiculous. I think it's like habits that are important. Um, I think it's creating a lifestyle of joy. So how entering 2021, what are you doing for yourself? Uh, giving myself that inner space and the quiet that I need. I need that. Um, and um, learning, focusing on, on um, being more like a duck with water and letting uh, letting negativity just not be absorbed, but flow off of me like water off of a duck. I love that. And, um, because it's not what happens to you. It's how you react to what happens to you. And so that's a hard one. Mm -hmm. I mean, that you hear that a million times, but that's a hard one to actually um, put into your own experience. So that's what I'm working on. I love that. Mom, our friend Philly said, can, can you write quotes for her? Yeah. What, what does she mean by like quotes? Like how you I said, be like a life, duck, but... let the negativity flow off. What would you say? Yes, guys, everybody encourage our mom to do her art, her poetry, and her wonderings of the world. Yeah. <laughs> One of our friends, Monique, is on here, mom, from D.C., and she said, wow, her spirit is still the same. Aw, thank you, Monique. That's so sweet. That's and she's so sweet. an amazing mom of three, so she understands. Wow, yes. yes. I know. It's so great. So, mom. Guess what? So now, after the podcast today, oh, somebody said write a book. Uh, that's been a wish for years, and I and Tadeo has been asking me to do that also. And you need to do it. I, you know, I do. In, you and, know, in, huh? One of the reasons that I want to aspire to that quiet and inner self, and not letting that negativity robs you of your life. You know, mm -hmm. even other people's negativity. So that's what I'm recognizing. And um, so that I open the space for myself to do that. I love that. Um, um, our friend Alex said you should call it happenings. <laughs> I like my happenings. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Thank you, Alex. Mom, Alex is the mother of the little girl, Emma, who we all say reminds us of Chloe. Oh, that sweet <laughs> little girl. Yes. Oh, with the tap shoes. Yes. The one with the curly hair. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, Mom, so um, I do a flash round of questions. And since, we're, since we'll be picking this back up next Monday, which will be the first Monday of the year, and this time, next week, Mom, I'll let you um, explore your notes. So it'll be like the Modcast uh, Mods Moms edition. So we'll follow your lead next week. But now I have a flash round of Ooh. questions, which means you have to answer them fast. Okay. Okay. City that brings you joy. <gasps> Anything in Italy. <laughs> oh yeah, we had fun in Venice. Food that brings you joy. Thanks to Maya. Just going in the fridge and pulling out everything vegetarian and just making something fantabulous with it. I'm gonna have to share her. I'm gonna have to share that quote with her. A singer that brings you joy. Um, a singer. You know, um, I really like Michael Franks. He's he's a singer from the '70s, '80s. He plays a guitar. You've never heard of him. He, nope. When I play him, he brings me joy. His voice is very special, very different, and um, um. Um, I don't know why I'm like blanking right now, um, <laughs> but if we can say music, 
Uh huh. Um, and also, I, mean, I will add Ben Williams. Who's showing next? I said Ben Williams' birthday show is today, right after the Modcast. Wow. Online. Everybody has to go to benwilliamsmusic.net and it's free. It's free. Mom, Gabrina said she loves you. I love you, Gabrina. Thank you so much. Mom, people that bring you joy. Gabrina is our fantastic doctor friend, huh? People that bring you joy. These are flash fire questions. My three children. Thank you. That was, you know, if you had to say it wrong, I was just going to cut you off. <laughs> I was just going to turn <laughs> off the live. <laughs> and then uh, leave us all, mom. Leave everybody. First of all, before we get off, everybody go to Ben Williams, who my mom just said is one of her favorites, who brings her joy. He has a free concert. I just put the... Um, the link yes. in here and you can you can watch it on your computer it's free go to benwilliamsmusic.net he he's also produced modified theme song okay, he's, a, he's a grammy award winner and he's an amazing jazz bassist i think bassist is the right word yes bassist. and and he it's his birthday i'm excited so mom what is a quote that you want to leave everybody with my own quote Anything, oh, a quote okay. your own or something you heard, something to send us off into the last week of 2020 the right way. Life without music is a mistake by Nietzsche. Life without music is a mistake. Thank you for joining me. Everybody give it up for my mom. It's her first IG Live. You did great. No tech Thank issues. You. you did amazing. You did awesome. <laughs> Everybody, we'll be back next week with my mom, with the mom edition, because she had a lot of notes that she did not get to go through. So we will be following our mom, my mom's lead to lead us into joy for 2021. Thank you all so much for joining. Mom, thank you for being an amazing guest. You did great. You need to write your book. And you know, the best way to start writing a book is listen back to this, mom, and take notes for yourself about what you said. That's a great way to start. That's brilliant. Yes. Thank Everybody you. have a wonderful week. Thank you. And thank, thank you. you. Don't forget to, what should they do, Mom? They should modify their day. Modify your day by changing one little thing to turn your day joyful. Thank you. Love you, Mom. Bye. Love you too, Marty Poo. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.